Hello, I'm Mark John from Diddly Dumb Podcast, and welcome to Doctor Who's Line, is it? Anyway, where everything's made up and neither script nor canon matters. Welcome back to Doctor Who's line, is it? Anyway, this is the second part of our two-part conversation with some of the newer members of our cast to get you up to speed with who they are and what they're all about. So without further ado, let's crack straight on and uh, ask some more questions. Okay, so looking ahead to what's coming in the future for the podcast, what are your thoughts on that? Where would you like to see us go? What would you like to be doing yourselves? And where do you think we we can end up? Well, we all know my aspiration of being Jodie. I'll just put that out there again, just to make sure everyone knows. <laughs> Bagsid, within three seconds of the, yeah, the announcement. It's me, it's me, it's me, it's me, it's definitely me. Yes, listeners, this is what you um, have to look forward to. Terry <laughs> will be playing the 13th Doctor. I will be playing. <laughs> yeah, if, 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 if there should happen to be some unfortunate uh, accident where you're unable to play... <laughs> Where my mouth is accidentally sewn shut. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> By mysterious persons in the middle of the night. <laughs> Does anyone know where I live? This is a worry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Nobody give Pinky your address. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I'm going to take all of the roles. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking forward to like our version of the Jody days already, just based on the fact that he, he, she is going to just have so many assistants. We just basically all have a main part right there. Yeah. Yes. Of course, we don't. Yeah. We don't quite know how it's all going to shake out yet because we're several months away from the series coming back with with Jodie uh, as the lead character. What we do know is that there are three people who are listed as regulars. Three stroke four yeah. people listed as regulars, but we don't. They've not been listed as companions. Yeah. So we don't know if they're coming and going or what. So we don't three. know. Whether it's going to be just people who who are th- seeded throughout the story, or whether any of them are actually properly companions, so that will be interesting. But there are regular roles, and they will be played by some of <laughs> some of us. So. Either way, however you look at this, we're going to need regulars. <laughs> yes, hint, hint, yeah. people, hint, hint. Join, join us. Come, join us. Join yeah. us. Join we have us. Come, one of us. <laughs> Come work with me, your future doctor. <laughs> I would like to see us actually do appearances. Um, it would be so much fun to actually improvise an episode with all of us in the same room together. That would be brilliant. Uh, but if you're talking about outside of the podcast, I would like to see us do other shows, um, like old Star Trek or uh, you know, shows of that nature, oh, that sort of thing. I want to yeah, be one of those. We did one time when I wasn't available and several other people were. Uh, we did actually do, I remember, um, I don't remember obviously from being there, but I do remember because I was sent the file afterwards. Um, we did a Star Trek. Huh? 
I know Kat was a part of it, and I think Sue and Randy were a part of it. I was a part of it. But we did a Star Trek episode called The Naked Time, and mostly just to fool around and have some fun, and hopefully I still have that recording somewhere. But, yeah, I agree. I think it would be kind of fun to do some other stuff, you know, further on down the road. So it's not out of the question that we will do that. We're certainly planning to do... Uh, things like Torchwood and Sarah Jane Adventures and Class and all of these things, K9 and company uh, as and when the the opportunity arises, possibly as things like Christmas specials and what have you, but there's obviously there's so much to cover in Doctor Who that I think the schedule runs for the next 15 years before we're actually even finished with what we're doing now, so um but yeah, absolutely. I don't see any reason why we couldn't branch out and do other things on on occasion, particularly if we're struggling to have enough people to do things uh, that we need to do for Doctor Who episodes. So maybe doing something else where there's a smaller cast from another series is uh, is a way of is of keeping the podcast going, whereas otherwise we might uh, we might have to grind to a halt because we haven't actually got anything recorded. So worth thinking about. Yes. Well, personally, I'm looking forward to Portrait purely to get my Welsh back on. I'm thinking um, a bit of Welsh will definitely be coming out. <laughs> <laughs> well, I would like to see us go to some place that doesn't take place from 2 a.m. to 4 a.m. <laughs> I would love to be a, a regular part of this program, but I just I can't do it with my schedule. Yeah, we understand. So if we did some kind of change or we could record with folks who are not – so far ahead in the time time yeah. zone or so this far back happen. in the time zone happen. or that I get kind of wedged in the middle. I would love to see that. I want to do more Jeff. I, I'm looking okay. forward to more Ainsley Master stuff. I think that's going to be a lot of fun and I look more forward Jeff, to more Jeff, more Jeff, more Jeff. And I'm playing around with, with that. And the beautiful thing about it too is I can be the master for multiple doctors. Right, because Ainsley worked across from Davison and oh, McCoy yes. and Baker, so there's a lot to play with. Oh, oh you boy, are, you are Jeff of the eighties. Oh, definitely. Mark of the Ronnie. Yep. I want to do Mark of the Ronnie. You I think will. that's going to be really fun, depending on on who we have playing. Me, the Ronnie. The me. Ronnie. Yeah. Me, me. So, Robin, what are you looking at for the future? I would love to see us pick up enough of a following that we start getting invited to talk to live audiences at different conventions. Oh, that would be amazing. That would be amazing. It would be cool. You know, the the top prize, of course, is Galley, mm-hmm. you know, but... <gasps> yeah. Well, that would be, you know, just awesome. Yeah. 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 Um... But I think that, I think, you know, I, but I think, you know, as we keep growing and, you know, and our number, you know, we're slowly picking up listeners and our numbers are ticking up a little every week. You know, I, I see it happening someday, you know? It would it would be nice. It would be nice, and I think the best chance of that happening is someone of some kind of major significance promoting what we do. Yeah. You know, we've obviously we've had Warren from Radio Free Scaro appearing on the show um, as a role, which is tremendous. But at the time of recording, <laughs> he hasn't actually said anything about it. So, <laughs> so obviously we haven't had the knock-on effect that the following that he has would bring potentially to that. And the other thing that I was very much hoping would create a sort of hike in interest is the amazing moment and probably the highlight of our of our first year 
when a certain Miss Sophie Aldred um, actually recorded live. <laughs> yeah, that, I think that's that's my happiest moment of it. <laughs> no, I wasn't part of the episode. <laughs> I can't believe this. Obviously, as people are, are aware by now, we have celebrity cameos. There's a celebrity celebrity cameo in every story, and it's not always Peter Purvis, although that's become something of a running joke. <laughs> um, generally, what we've we've done is we've we've asked the celebrities to come up with a selection of lines which we can then find a moment to insert into into an episode. Uh, the first one we did was Paul Mark Davis. He actually did his own thing, the very first story, which was which was magnificent and really, really pleased with that. It was the, he was the first voice that you heard. <laughs> the first voice that you heard on the episode was actually uh, the celebrity cameo, which was tremendous. But after that, it's it's been little inserts because we, you don't want to ask the celebrity to give up too much of their time. Uh, they're not getting paid to do it. It's not no. fair to ask them to do anything major and not pay them for it. Nobody gets paid for doing this, obviously. What? So we we keep their roles to the bare minimum. Obviously, they still get top billing because they are the stars. But we we keep their roles to the bare minimum. So the easiest way, really, is is if they just give us a selection of things that we can we can fit in when there's a minor character that comes up. Sure. That you think, oh. Great! Oh, he said that. That can that can go in there. Or she said that. That can go in there. There are exceptions to that. You know, Annette Badland has recorded things specifically for episodes um, based on what the character is doing. But by and large, it's just been <clears throat> recording sound bites and and sticking those in into the episodes. But Sophie came on to Skype with us and spent half an hour, three quarters of an hour, you know, sort of chatting and then. And then doing the scene in the episode, and uh, and then doing the, the the song that we did at the end, which was quite amazing. And <laughs> yeah. Oh, I so hope we see bunny rabbits. Oh, the bunny rabbits are magnificent, dear. <laughs> oh, oh, what was what was that? What was that behind? Oh, maybe it was a puma. It might have been the puma. A puma? You have a puma? Yeah. Well, I have a pair. Oh, I see. You have a pair as well. <laughs> I have a lovely pair. <laughs> oh, you do. Oh, maybe we should go and play with them later. <laughs> that would be nice. Oh, uh, maybe maybe I can get the ostrich to watch. Oh, you have an ostrich too? Oh, I have a big bird. Yes, indeed. I love their eggs. Oh, they are so big! Oh, you cannot beat a big egg. No, especially toasted. Yes, <gasps> toasted. <laughs> you are my friend. <laughs> I'm, I'm still stunned <laughs> that we've managed to do that. I'm still stunned that she, that she <laughs> sang the song. At the end. She sang a part of the song. <laughs> How I love all these animals My little furry friends The wombats and the leopards and the mice Imagine sitting in the fire As the flames are growing higher Saving all my chickens would be nice There is a man peering back at me Through the chimney Monkey-like and smelling like an ox So I would rather have a bunny He is talking very funny And I think he might be playing with the cocks I was asleep and dreaming of the crocodiles When he appeared in the darkness by my side He looked around and found a giant puppet But he is a Muppet 
and said he went to hide. So years passed and he came back again in my room again, telling me he'd come to mend my harp. I told him someone had pinched my birds. He was quite absurd. He kissed me and he tasted like a carp. The fishman's face is a constant sight. I'll swear to my life so he found squirrels underneath my bed. Their tools are really quite impressive. And no, I am not obsessive. But who is this rose that's in the fishman's head? It's me and Mickey, the doctor's two companions. Though you may be a tartar chipmunk girl, the puppets want to eat me or my boyfriend. I want a chihuahua, not a squirrel. Hey, it rhymes. The doctor spies on the silly tart. And her stupid friend, they aren't as good as me, he should know that. I am both beautiful and stylish, while they are simply childish. He should return and leave the spoiled brat. I love you, Norenet and me. We are beautiful whilst you are not and common as a hog. Renette and I, we talk of animals, it is understandable, you should just live her life, you mangy dog. We are the cream of the French aristocracy, you are a chav from the London estates. We wear such clothes that you can only dream about, you merely scream and pout, it's strangeness in space. <laughs> did you see what I did there? So if you go to www.strangenessinspace.com, you'll find a treat for yourselves. It's a podcast. It's very funny. It's been made by Trevor Simon of Swing Your Pants fame, and it's free. So you can tell all your friends. What, y'all, Just down what is this? What y'all call me? Just Did you call me a mangy dog? Is that what y'all said? You called me a mangy dog. Did you hear that doctor? She called me a mangy dog. I don't get this. And who do you think you are, Missy? I don't know about the mangy dog, but you, mademoiselle, are a bit shabby, n'est-ce pas? A shabby? Girl, I am not a shabby. Look, did she go me a car? I don't get this. Oh, no, 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 no. You do not understand. It is not a shabby that I said. It does not go. Oh, rather, a chav does go. (laughs) You know what I mean. Are you saying I'm a naughty girl? Did you say that I'm a little bit of a hoe? Is that what you're calling me? I don't know about this hoe. A A hoe is something for the garden that you use in the gardening. (laughs) N'est-ce pas? What? I I don't understand this. I I, I totally don't understand this. Doctor, why don't you stand up for me? I I thought you was my man. My man. He is my man, not her man. My man. You just stay away from me. Hey, girls, calm down. What are you arguing about? Um, I mean, yeah, yeah, she she is kind of a chav. And, uh, you see what I mean? I was right. I am always right. Whoa, whoa you're, you're really hot, you know that? But, 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 Ro, Ro, no, no, no. Rose is my girlfriend. And, and you... Uh, That's right. You listen to me. You don't make fun of her. Oh, oh so and, this is your girlfriend. I didn't realize. Yes. Oh, I uh, am so sorry uh, for uh, you. Uh, that must be terrible. Uh, what, what, uh, what is going on here? Why are you all interrupting the song? Oh, she called me Chevy. And then she doesn't like my uh, chihuahua. She called me Minge Dog. Uh, and then she's taking my Look, man. you strange monkey-gibbon uh, girl. You shut uh, up. We are... We are singing a song here. Sorry. Maestro, please continue with the song. Three, two, one. 
The squirrels come with their massive tools. I am quite impressed the fishmen squirt them and they go away. And then before he tugs his lever, I show him my special beaver. And after that I think he wants to stay. The gibbon girl comes to talk to me. Then her friend arrives, I find they have made changes to my house. I cannot put the leopard gecko in a chamber that will echo. There might even be room there for my grouse. The squirrels return and the fishman breaks my mirror. The bill is huge, but he gives me an horse instead. To show my thanks, I take him to see my froggy. But find my naughty birds have shot over the bed. Maestro, 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 you are milking this now. Oh, Maestro. Come along now, please. We have had enough interruptions in this song already. Merci bien. I take a walk with my friend Catherine. The walrus falls on me. Now I'm off to see the realms inside my earth. Maybe I'll change like a chrysalis. I think that beneficial is, but sadly I also contracted syphilis. So I must end this verse. Is that singing? That's amazing. Look at worms. Here I come. Wee-hee. I'm given. Do y'all call me a given? They're just what a trooper. What an absolute trooper. And Obviously, when the episode went out, we were we wanted to keep that as a surprise to those people who listen regularly. So we we didn't yeah. say anything because it's I think it's one of the things that people do look out for is oh I wonder who they're going to have on this this week or the, on this this story and trying to spot who it is before we announce who it is at the end. So obviously wanted to keep that as a surprise, but at the same time also desperately wanting to say we've got Sophie Aldred, we've got Sophie Aldred. <laughs> <laughs> And since then, it, it, the hope would have been that, that that Sophie herself would have, you know, just said, "Oh, I appeared on this in in a Twitter feed or a, you know on Facebook or something." And unfortunately, she hasn't done that, and we may never see her again. Although she did, she did say that she would be prepared to come back and uh, not be prepared. She said she'd be happy to come back and do it again, yeah. which was amazing. But yes, you know, someone like that, someone from one of the the big podcasts. I know Cat mentions us occasionally on Verity, but Radio Free Scaro has got such a a massive following that if we could get some form of promotion on that or someone like Sophie appearing on and, and then saying hey look I was in this take a listen you can just imagine the the massive yeah. hike in audience that we'd get as a result of that and mm-hmm. you know whilst that's that's great in itself because obviously we, we want people to hear what we're doing there's also the chance that more people coming to it might actually have another sort of pinky situation where where somebody wants to actually join in and do what we do because we 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 do really want to grow the cast list that we've got to to enable us to do more and be more flexible with what we do as well so and there was a silence. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So, yeah. Okay. So, so thanks everyone for that. But we'll wrap up by just looking ahead, not to what we're doing, but to to what's coming in a few months' time, and that is, of course, the Chris Chibnall Jodie Whittaker era starts. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, I, I take it that we're all excited. Very excited. Yeah. Definitely. For yeah, this. Definitely. 
Mm-hmm. What were your thoughts when you when you heard that the uh, the thirteenth Doctor was going to be female? My initial thought: I was sat in my mother's living room, and am I allowed to swear on here? Yes, we can bleep it. Basically, I just went fuck off like that, <laughs> and then repeated that about fifty <laughs> times because I'd had this bet with someone at work that it would categorically not be a woman, oh, and then I owed this person chocolate. And oh, no. it was just, I was so sure that Chris Marshall had it in the bag. And then it, and I'd never heard of Jodie Whittaker. I had to, I've never seen anything with her in it. I had to go and Google. Um, but I like her. She looks good. I've seen her now on a few things. And yeah, hopefully, fingers crossed, it's going to be all good, I reckon. And Chris Jibble? Never heard of him. <laughs> Are you excited to, you never, <laughs> never heard of him? I'm, I'm not a good Who fan. Slapped wrist to me. <laughs> He's penned several episodes, including The Hungry Earth, the Silurian two-parter in Matt Smith's era. He did The Power of Three. He did Dinosaurs on a Spaceship. I love that one. All my least favourite episodes. (laughs) Yes. And, of course, he was the lead writer for Torchwood, (laughs) which you've probably never seen. I have seen every Torchwood, thank you very much. (laughs) I, I basically watch things if I fancy someone in them. And Torchwood was good for that. So. <laughs> I was once because one of the things that I've that I've done in my life is um, as I've been a professional singer, and I went in for the X Factor several times back in the day, and was going to the I think this was the second audition because when you do the X Factor you don't just do one audition you do usually three or four, <clears throat> and was going to the second audition in Cardiff, and had parked up and was walking towards the hotel where the uh, the audition was taking place and walking through Sophia Gardens it was and there were all these tents and marquees up in the distance and I thought this is weird don't know what this is now never mind and this black Range Rover pulled up sort of alongside me and stopped and the door opened and out got Eve Miles <laughs> <laughs> and I went Eve and she went Oh, hello. How are you? <laughs> As if she'd known me all her life. It was a slightly <laughs> bizarre experience. And I'd, I'd ended up in the middle of the Torchwood OB <laughs> location where they were filming Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, the episode, first episode of season two. So just randomly ended up in the middle of there and, and Bern Gorman came out and Neoko Mori came out. And just just slightly weird that you know, so somebody who obviously loves the show and and follows the show and its and its offshoots, just to randomly find yourself surrounded by <laughs> by all these people. That's cool. Yeah, it really is. Yeah. It was very very cool. Uh, it was much better than going to the audition. <laughs> <laughs> so um, yeah, so so Robin, what are your thoughts and feelings for the for the future? If Chris Chibnall um, writes Doctor Who the way he wrote Broadchurch, it's going to be outstanding. Mm. I mean, I've followed Broadchurch all three series. I absolutely loved it. I think it's it's got the mystique, it's got the intrigue, the character development is outstanding. And I'm looking forward to it. I think it's going to be, you know, it's going to be a fresh perspective. And to be honest, I think it's a, it was, it was time for a new perspective, a new write, a new writing team, and a new look. Yeah. So I think it's one of the things that's kept Doctor Who going as long as it has is the is the regular change in production teams and yeah. Uh, and obviously, it's. I mean, don't get me wrong. I love Capaldi. I think he's outstanding. Uh, amazing. And I would have really, I would have loved to have seen him stay one more. Season. I know. I wanted him to do just one more year. Yes. With Chris 
and see just yeah. just see what that dynamic would be. But I understand too, you know, his decision to go. So <laughs> move move that spittoon nearer. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be fun. It'll be interesting. <laughs> why, why are you drinking Tony? Oh, I just hit my water bottle with my wine glass. <laughs> <laughs> Let's hope it's the wine you're drinking, not the water. Oh, yes, it's the wine I'm drinking. <laughs> hey. I'll admit I'm unfamiliar with Jodie Whittaker's work, but announcing that the next Doctor was going to be a woman, I'm all for it. I, I thought it was about time, to be honest. Okay. Yeah, me too. I had just performed... A wedding uh, the day before and I was in this really kind of peaceful space I was really happy and I was in my friend's garden and it's like one of my really oldest and dearest friends and I had just you know been a part of this momentous occasion where she got to you know marry the woman that she loved and I got to be the one officiating the ceremony and we're sitting in the garden Excellent. and my phone pinged saying that I had I had a phone signal for the first time in like two days mm-hmm. and I thought you know what they were going to make this Doctor Who announcement and yep. I, I've been trying to push that to the back of my mind yep. and not worry about it let's let's just oh look at all these pictures it's a woman <laughs> okay alright here we go and I'll freely admit I was very hesitant with yep. uh, and and I don't want to say that I wasn't receptive to the idea of a female doctor. I certainly wanted to see that happen. My concern was you leave a very successful run with yeah. Moffat yep. and move to, uh, you know, there's be a gap and move to a new showrunner and move yep. to uh, a woman as the doctor. Very, very, very different. I was afraid that the reception would not be fantastic. The big gamble. And yeah. that it might pull something along the lines of Colin Baker where there's this nebulous period and they might nebulous. think to cancel the show. And I, I didn't <laughs> want to see Doctor Who no get canceled. And I didn't think it was because a woman was playing the role. It was just because I think that... It was different. Uh, studios are really hesitant for change. Yeah, people don't like change. But the moment Jodie Whittaker was announced, and I I couldn't tell you who Jodie Whittaker was. I didn't watch Broadchurch, and I had seen her on Attack the Block, but this is not someone I was on a first name basis with, and, and didn't yeah. wasn't familiar with her work. But the moment she was announced, I got really teary because. Yeah. Yeah. If this can change, how much more? Like, there's no excuse now. This is that barrier that has been broken down. Mm -hmm. And I think that the show is only going to get better because they can embrace change to the fullest. And this is a program about hope and change, and I'm I'm really looking forward to it. Completely about change, yes. Okay, and uh, (laughs) and Pinky, what about yourself? I'm not entirely sure about Chibnall. I like some of the stuff he's done. Um, I haven't watched Broad Church yet, so it's on my list of things to watch. You do need to watch um, it. It is, it is yeah. very, very good. And basically is the reason why he's got the, he's yeah, got the, I've, the job. I've, I've, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if it hadn't been for Broadchurch, he would have been one of the candidates, but Broadchurch is definitely the thing that's made him stand out as the, as the, the lead yeah. candidate. No, it's definitely on my watch list because I want to see what his kind of thing is like for creating program. So I'm definitely happy with Jodie. I love the fact that we've got Jodie. I'm just jumping up and down. Well, not literally right now, but <laughs> I was jumping up and down when I found out. <laughs> Dinosaurs on a Spaceship is one of my favourite episodes. I know a lot of people don't like it, but I it's love great. it. Dinosaurs on uh, a Spaceship. I know, I know, it's fantastic. It's one of my favourites. I think with his Doctor Who stuff, I, I think he hasn't done anything that's been perfect. Mm. 
and there's nothing that's particularly outstanding but there's also the the caveat to that that we know that Russell T Davis and Stephen Moffat also do an awful lot of rewrites with the the um, yeah. the writers who who submit scripts and so Chris hasn't had yet the chance to be the one who's in control and putting his input into yeah, that. Exactly. And, and I think so you do need to potentially look more to things like Broadchurch as yeah. what he's capable of hmm. rather yeah, than... Yeah, I mean, that's part of the reason why I want to watch it, to see what he is yeah. capable of in those respects. Yeah. And it is like watching a Doctor Who who's who yeah. when you watch Broadchurch, because you've got David Tennant, <laughs> you've got Arthur Darville, you've got Jodie Whittaker, you've got David Bradley, obviously Olivia Coleman, who's been in uh, The Eleventh Hour as well, so it's it's like spot the Doctor Who actually. Yeah. And clearly, that's one of the reasons why Jodie's got the part now because he's worked with her and he knows what she's capable of. So, yeah, and she is fantastic. I've seen yes. her in other things. She's amazing. Yes, it it does bode well. Yeah, it does bode well. So again, it's not here yet. Come on, hurry up. <laughs> And of course, it works well for us because we have like so many women mm-hmm. within our Dog Two's line. Is it anyway, team? Yes. It's it's always good to have a more female cast. Well, it, it, <laughs> a bit, it's a bit more representation. Yeah. <laughs> it's something that that clearly uh, with some of the earlier episodes, and especially with some of the the Hinchcliffe episodes, which are, which obviously are coming up. Is the um, the amount of women in the cast? I think Deadly Assassin doesn't have any women in it at no, all. No, I don't think so. That would be a fun one. <laughs> <laughs> um, but of course, that doesn't stop us because we we oh, no. have no issue whatsoever with cross gender casting. You know, I've played several women and probably will continue to play several women. I can let you into a little secret: Leela is not going to be played by a woman <laughs> <laughs> when we get to her. <laughs> and so, yes, you never know in an episode that's coming up whether a part, a female part, will be played by a male or a male part will be played by a female. And why should it matter? Mm-hmm. You know, this isn't this isn't the actual program, and it's all about putting our spin on things. So, yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, and not not to get too much into politics, gender is a fluid thing anyway. So it definitely yeah. is these days. Yes, gender is a state of mind. <laughs> and I just want to add to that, Miles. You know, it's it's always funnier when sometimes when you have that cross gender thing going on, where you have a man playing a woman or a woman playing a man. It can actually pl- be very funny when that happens. I'll probably stick to the one I've got, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think most of us probably will. Uh, yeah. No guarantee, so I'm not. <laughs> you remain fluid. Yay! I didn't even know who Chris Chibnall was. I Chibbles. had to Google him actually. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I saw that he had written uh, some uh, Torchwood and I yep. believe Broadchurch episodes. Created um, Broadchurch. And I think he did, um, if I remember correctly, he did uh, forty. He wrote, wrote forty two um, yeah. from the Tenth Doctor. Um, yeah. Which was a really good story. Yeah, um, I, so, I like that yeah, I, I'm uh, kind of looking forward to that as well. Uh, as far as Chibnall is concerned, I love Chibnall stuff. Uh, Dinosaurs on a Spaceship yes. is a brilliant episode. Yes, I love Dinosaurs. everything about it. And, and Chibnall's responsible spaceship. for one of my favorite characters, which is Brian Williams. Oh, Brian! I think the show is lesser without Williams. After he was announced and he was shown, and we got to see him, yeah, in action. I just wanted more Brian Williams. Yes. I was kind of really yeah. bummed. Like Amy and Rory, I think worked best as a couple <laughs> yeah. in that in that final season, that final half season. But they worked because that dynamic was there 
that balance between domesticity yeah. and adventure and what it's like to be comfortable at home and to crave adventure but at the same time feel as though you've you've found a place where you belong and Brian's a big part of that and, very good point uh, I think that Chibnall gets that understanding Chibnall's I don't know what direction he's going to take the show I don't really care it's going to be interesting to see isn't I'm it? excited for New Who I'm really I'm sort of tired of watching Stephen Moffat's Doctor Who not that I don't like Stephen Moffat yeah, but yeah, I no, get I so exhausted trying to second guess every yeah. little meaning yeah so I'm hoping that Chibnall brings Chibnall. a new narrative structure to the program that can be embraced in the same way that Doctor Who has been embraced for the last 50-plus years. Excellent. Yes, great. No, they definitely need some change. Let's just shake it all up a bit. And call him Chibnall. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. Well, well, thank you, everybody. Uh, onwards and upwards, eh? Indeed. Yeah. Looking forward to it. Here, here. Mm-hmm. Okay, and uh, we'll see you all next week with another regular episode. So, Woo-hoo. goodbye from yeah. us. Yes. Goodbye. <laughs> goodbye. Goodbye. Bye bye. See, as much as I'd love to say I'm really desperate to record next week, I'm out till like four in the morning. Mm-hmm. So, so if it were to get cancelled, I can't say I'd be that upset. But if it doesn't get cancelled, you'll have drunk me. So that's it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I nice. love everyone and I suck everyone. Well, you have drinking me now. I've got wine. Oh, we're in the wrong continent. Yes. In the wrong, on the wrong. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what, if you come in drunk, I'll just, like, have a pint of wine for breakfast, and then... It's a plan. (laughs)